It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Uh, This is probably going to be the last show that I do just audio. I've been doing this for 12 years, over 12 years, and um, I've interviewed over 500 people, uh, and it's always been audio. But now we're going to sort of move into the modern times, and um, the rest in the future, my interviews will be video, and also they will be put posted as audio on Blog Talk Radio, so you'll be able to continue to follow them. Um, I don't know if you've realized it, but people are being directly affected by the collective consciousness of humanity. Most of us aren't even aware of this. We understand that we are directly responsible for our experience, and that things show up in our lives as a result of our thoughts, words, and deeds. But in addition, people are also experiencing the effects of the collective consciousness of humanity as well, which is causing people to also have feelings of angstiness or angstness, anxiety, overwhelm, depression, and imbalance. Today's special guest, Dr. Christopher Macklin, an energy worker and medical intuitive, focuses on how healing works to create positive outcomes and solutions, especially during these challenging times. Dr. Macklin is an interfaith minister with the Esoteric Church and has a PhD in metaphysics and philosophy. As an author, his books include History, Truth and Healing, Manufactured Diseases, and Centering the Mind. Working out of his Global Enlightenment Center in Branson, Missouri, Christopher serves an international client base, helping thousands of people rebalance and heal from various physical, mental, and emotional issues. Good morning, Christopher, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Yay, thanks, Randy, for having me back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good to have you back. Yeah, Christopher was with us. Uh, I guess a little over a year ago, and um, we had a great conversation, and now he's back with sort of a different topic. But, okay, so let's start with what what does it mean? What does the collective consciousness mean? What are you referring to with that? The collective consciousness is basically, you know, we all, we all have our own timeline. We all have our own consciousness as an individual being. But then, of course, there's a collective consciousness, and it's energy uh, which is emitted from the the world's population. Uh, and, of course, that has an effect on us as well. Um, and I think it can really make people, it can change people on a, in a big way, you know, because sometimes, you know, you can feel that, you can feel like a brick on your chest. Why do I feel like a brick on my chest and chest is tight and things like this? And it's basically because of the collective consciousness, things that happen in this world that uh, most of the population don't want. And so, of course, you know, People experiencing trauma, life crisis, emotional stress—you know—from the from the collective mindset, and um, you know it's important to process it, you know, um, or remove it. You know, we have a we have a map of intent to remove it, which is a, in quotes prayer, and it actually really helps because you remove it and send it back to God to be transmuted and uh, dispersed in any way God knows how, and that actually really helps people, you know. But you, you don't really want to walk around with uh, stress in your chest because of course it affects the heart it affects the whole body you know um. yeah and we've all been traumatized I mean yeah life life brings trauma life itself brings trauma but with the pandemic we've all suffered trauma and so we are you know 
we're all dealing with that globally, globally. Um, what does it feel like? Is, can we tell the difference between our mental health that is personal or our mental health that is collective? Is there a way to um, You can. You, you kind of have to have discernment, I think. Um, and a lot of people don't because, you know, they're not awake completely. But, you know, the discernment is, you know, why am I feeling this? <clears throat> is this really mine? And if you sit and spend some time with yourself and think, okay, is this mine? No. Why, why should I be experiencing this? Then you'll realize it's coming from mm. the collective. But it is important to spend time and, you know, just sit there. The, the way I do is, you know, I go and sit down, close my eyes. Okay, is this mine? Why am I feeling this brick in my chair? Oh, no, it's... It's the collective. I, I've got no reason to feel like that. And, but it is affecting people really profoundly. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know, politics, religion, you know, you've got problems with the health industry, you've got problems with the air, problems with the food, problems with <laughs> weather, you name it. We've got a problem with it, you know, and it's a lot, you know. Um, it's a lot to, um, to manage, I think. Uh, and, it, of course, there's a lot of separation in families, that's the thing that's really saddened me, you know, vax versus no vax or mask versus no mask or uh, all this stuff going on. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, if you don't get vaccinated, don't ever come and see me again. And that's someone's mother, you know. And I was kind of thinking, well, I said to the to the person, I said, if your mother's if your mother's love is based on that, then that's no love at all. You know, <laughs> what are we talking about? It's I not, know. you know, and it, and, you know, it saddens me so much, especially at this time at Christmas, of course, when people see families and some people aren't invited. Uh, it's it's a tough time. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I mean, families are difficult to begin with. <laughs> um, well, yeah. The, <laughs> ideal fa- yeah. the ideal family is, I don't know, I think it's a... I think it's a fantasy. I don't really think um, it exists, but maybe, maybe it does in a few few cases. But most people have difficulties. Uh, so the collective consciousness is creating problems for each of us. And are we all experiencing kind of the same thing, or does it really matter how we interpret energy or? Um, how we deal with conflict or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, I mean, there's there's a couple of factions of people. There's people on the planet who are just, you know, the average person on the street who's, you know, goes to work, goes home, not awake at all, thinks, oh, maybe the economy's not doing that well, but never mind. Um, but then there's a faction of people like Starseeds who are really huge empaths, and that affects them really big you know if you're an empath this 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 just being <laughs> just being on this planet is going to affect you and then, and then of course you you get attacked by you know dark entity type things it, it's 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 very difficult to be here i mean i i, I speak to so many people and I, I want people to really listen to this because i speak to so many people and say well i don't belong on this planet i think god dropped me off in the wrong place oh no you volunteered <laughs> you got to show up for it uh, yeah and yeah. you know, I always, always recommend them. Next time God says, look, I want volunteers. Don't jump in the queue. Pretend you've got diarrhea. Run to the toilet. And don't come out <laughs> until all, all, all the volunteers have gone. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. But, you know, well, well, seriously, I mean, I love being on this planet, but it takes some work to completely detach from the matrix. Can you detach from the energy? Probably not. But, but you know, we have a power of prayer, you know. And, you know, people... You know, the erosion of people's strength is, is huge. And a lot of people are kind of down, downward spiraling, thinking, well, you know, I feel powerless, disconnected, apathetic, depressed, whatever they feel. But, you know, we're, you know I'm here as a, you know, as, a, as a healer to help people come out of that. You know, I don't believe in gurus. All that stuff is nonsense. You are your own guru. You know, you have the power within you to do anything. It's just people don't realize it. So... You know, there's so much joy when you help people. We have a fast-track method of getting rid of emotion, you know, because we all ingest how many layers of emotion? Who knows? 100, 200,000 layers around the heart. It doesn't do the heart much good, but it also, uh, the big layers really affect your body in a profound way. So uh, so what we do is we, it's kind of a psychic surgery thing where they take 
the biggest layer of emotion affecting you right now, they pull that out. Next biggest, pull that out. And by doing that, you know, it, it transforms people a lot quicker. Um, because you, you can, you know, you can release 81, 162, 324, 648, and 1,296 layers of emotion each time. But you have to build up to it, of course, because otherwise you'll crash and burn. So by, by releasing these layers, I think it gets people to get, take their power back. And once you take your power back, there's no looking back. It's incredible. I mean, you know, you see, I see so many people feel like a powerless victim. Well, I can't get out of this. And Well, of course you can. You just take your power back and trust in God, trust in the universe, trust the fact that if you step out and take your power back, uh, you'll, you'll be blessed in whatever way. And people think, well, you know, what about the money? Well, don't worry about it. You know, you'll be blessed and you'll always have something there if you believe it, you know. That's one of the keys, you know, to me in this life is look at the gratitude of what you do have. I mean, it's a tough world to be in, but, you know, I've been without food. I was kind of semi-homeless for two, three years, uh, living out of a car, sometimes at people's places. Sometimes I get a hotel room for healing. Um, and it's tough, you know, and I think I didn't have food for 21 days and nine days and different times. And so, you know, even for me, just having a plate of food in front of me is like, wow, thank you, God, for the blessing of this food, because it's huge. You know, when you don't have food, uh, it educates you big time, you know. And, and again, if you don't have a house, if you don't have a car, you know, if you have these things, then, you know, you've got such a lot. And, you know, people just don't realize it. And to me, gratitude is a way of life. You know, I don't believe in gratitude. So, right, okay, God, I'm going to give you five minutes. So I'm grateful for my wife, my car, blah, 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 you know, okay, we're done, you know. I don't think gratitude works that way. I think it's a way of living, you know, feeling that all every second and minute of every day, you know, you think, wow, thank you, God, for all the blessings I've got. And when you get into that gratitude, you know, you, you get so blessed, it's unbelievable. And I'm, I'm a true um, result of finding this path, you know, getting in the gratitude space and and we get blessed every day running this ministry and, you know, doing the things we do. I love it, you know. Yes, yes. It's so funny that you brought up the star seed. This keeps coming up. Um, I know that I am one because I ask that question all the time. I don't belong here. I don't, I don't feel right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just not. Well, what were you this, thinking dropping me off of this planet? <laughs> I know, I know. I know, I, I know I'm, you know, I know I, I'm here to help humanity. I know that. And, um, but it has not been really a pleasurable experience for a large part of my life. There's lots of wonderful things that have happened and I'm super grateful for that. But, you know, day to day, it's just the chore to be here. So (laughs) it is. um, Well, you know, I mean, I, for 21 years, I was in the corporate system. I worked for Marconi, Philips Consumer Electronics in Eindhoven and Belgium and uh, different companies. And I absolutely detested it. I thought, and I was in software, of course, you know, in those days when I was younger, a couple of years ago, you're supposed to laugh. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. A few years ago, I'm not going to tell you how many years. But when I was younger, um, I, I detested it. You know, I used to go to work. There's got to be something more than this. And that's the thing about Starseeds. You know, the third dimensional jobs and things like that don't wash because you say, well, wow, you know, I'm just going to the paycheck, not enjoying the software stuff at all. And, you know, um, I used to think, God, there's got to be something bigger than this. And of course, 21 years, and then suddenly I went bankrupt and everything changed, you know. And what a wonderful experience. What I want to do it again, definitely not. But as soon as I went bankrupt, you know, I, I lost all sense of what do you call it, responsibility of money or anything else, because I didn't have any, you know, not a penny. Lost millions of pounds. And it was such a blessing because, you know, it makes you realize that stuff doesn't matter. You know, I I walked away, marriage collapsed, everything else, and, and, you know, I ended up with nothing, you know. And what a great liberating feeling that is that you've got no debt. Okay, you've got no money, but it's kind of, it was so liberating. And from there, you know, I realized um, of course, you, you get the powerless victim, like, where is me for a little bit, you know, um, tears and whatever. And then when I c- came out of that, I took my power back, and then, then my life really changed. And, you know, I love it now. I mean, and it's important to get your power back. Don't allow people to suck on your power. Don't, don't give your power away to other people. You know, 
you are in control of yourself. You are your own guru, and that that's an important thing. But some, some you know, people say, "Well, you know, how do you do that?" You know, well, it's it's a journey. You know, you can't do it. People want the red pill, and it doesn't work like that. I think you have right. to work on yourself, and it can take a year or so, two years, you know, to get to a much better place by releasing emotion and you know, transmuting emotion. You know, it's no stuffing it down. You've got to feel into it and say, okay. I mean, most people, I'd say starseed people, probably had an abusive family, either mother or father or whatever, bad experiences. And I think it's because it really helps them because the, the worst experience of your life is probably the best for growth. And people yes. are, you know, how, how, can, how can you say that? You know, rape and things. Well, <clears throat> if you look at it in a particular way, you can say, wow, okay, you know, that's not going to happen again, but uh, it taught me so much. And one of the things is forgiveness or even what I call wisdom beyond forgiveness and thanking the person for the participation in your journey because it's made you to the incredible person you are today. Or you can stay powerless victim like where was me and you'll never get anywhere. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. Well, I'm 100% with you. I agree with you. Everything you said is, um, you know, I can definitely, it resonates with me very well. And how do we know if we're a starseed? <laughs> well, if you, <laughs> you're <gonna> like <laughs> it. If, you go, if, you, if you go back to the time you were born, just have a look at it and see what happened. And you just pop in out of the vaginal opening and you go, oh, my God, where's this? <laughs> And then, of course, <laughs> the, IRS, the IRS is in the corner with an invoice. Here's your invoice. Welcome to Mother Earth. <laughs> but uh... no, seriously, I mean, I think, I think you don't fit in. And I think you'll know whether you're starseed because you have very few friends. In England, we call it Billy No Mates. You know, you have no friends. Um, and people don't resonate with you very well. And I think it's because you think very differently. I mean... I remember going out with a, a Christian couple, and you know I don't believe in religion at all. You know I love Jesus' teachings; I think they were brilliant Buddha. You know, but uh, I went out with a Christian couple, and I said, "So, what do you do for a living?" Oh no, um, well I do some <laughs> healing. Oh, who you? How does that work? Is it in the name of the Lord? I said, "Well, kind of," you know. And anyway, I started talking about. It. Of course, eyes glaze over. You get the fluoride stare, and you know. That that was it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell and you. They but. don't know, right? So, they don't know what to say. No, no. And did they invite us out again? Oh, that would be definitely mm. not. <laughs> but we have some incredible friends. You know, we've got uh, we've got a doctor who's uh, an MD. You know, certified MD who gets all this stuff. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. we've got you know some incredible, incredible people around us. But there's very few. You know, and a lot of people don't have anybody. You know, and it it's a tough time. That's why. The Global Enlightenment Project, every Friday, and if people want to join, please feel free. Every Friday, we have heart-sharing circle. It's on Zoom. You can come on. You can express. There's some wonderful people around. You may not like it. It might not be for you. But at least, at least you're communing with like-minded people, and, and that's where there's a disconnect, I think, with starseed people because they can't find like-minded people, and they can't talk about their stuff, and it's very difficult. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough being a starseed. Well, this is exactly why I do this show, because this is how I find my like-minded people. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you're doing wonderful. Yeah. And, I, and I think it also gives, uh, it gives education to people. It helps them, you know, be able to navigate through this crazy world. I mean, you know, what's not – people often say to me, wow, uh, there must be something that's not hijacked in this world. And, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, let me think. Um, uh, oh, that would be nothing. Everything's hijacked. <laughs> uh, <most laughs> hijacked. Everything. And so, you know, when you look at that, but, but it's not our deal, you know. And I think, you know, if you can navigate this world uh, in a way where you're blessed that, you know, you can live okay, you're blessed that you can have people around you. I mean, you know, my wife's family, we've got around, um, we've got certain people who are really evolved, who really get it. And so, you know, you can sit and, you know, um, talk with them, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, I get people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't do this, that, and the other if you're starseed. Well, why not? You know, have a few beers. It will do you good. Uh, have a glass of wine. It's okay, you know. Uh, don't use it as a crutch, but, you know, relax with it. You know, don't shame yourself. People very often so much shame themselves. Well, I'm not doing the thing I'm meant to, and I don't know what to do, and they get stressed by that. And, you know, my answer to them is, well, look, if you're just on this planet, still alive you're doing incredible because this is not an easy place for a starseed 
in fact, for anyone uh, to live when when you're a huge empath because you you know you feel people's pain. You know, it's I do. You know, I'm sure you do as well. You yeah, can I feel do. people's pain when you work with them, and you know you have to learn. To, I mean, I've learned to detach from it because the amount of people we work on about probably about two thousand people a week. And, you know, if I took all their emotion, I'd be six foot under by now. So I kind of sit there, right, let's fix it, you know, and, um, you know, focus on the positive stuff, you know. And I think another thing as well that might help people is finding your passion. I mean, Andy, you've got a passion for this and you've been doing it for 12 years. And I think it's incredible, you know, it's helping so many people. Um, You know, if you've got a passion as well, I love healing, you know, it's that trigger that you get up and wow we're going to help some more people this morning you know you've got to find your passion and to me the passion is a god gift it's not it's not something like you know if you tell me well you know go and play the piano i wouldn't have a clue you know um my coordination's not brilliant i've got dyslexia things like this but if you find your passion where you don't even have to try it just happens you may have to learn how these gifts work and it took me a few years to learn that through meditation but but I think, you know, the passion is something that you could just do and you're a natural, um, you know, it's a natural gift. You, you could just do it and you're incredible at it. You know, my wife Mandy sings and, you know, she's got an absolutely incredible voice. It's angelic. So I'm hoping that she'll, you know, tape some more uh, more songs. But, yeah, if you find that passion, then it gives you a purpose in life. Otherwise, you, you're just floundering around looking for, well, what am I doing here and everything else. If you take that energy and focus it in a, uh, in a gift, you know, then you, know, you can channel that passion to positivity. Do we all have a passion? Yeah, Does we've everybody all got a have gift. a passion? Every, okay. Everyone's got a gift. The problem is sometimes people don't give enough time to look at, well, I don't know what it is. Well, there's a gift somewhere, even if it's grown plants. You know, well, I say even if. I mean, that's huge. You know, if you can grow plants, I mean, I'm not... You know, if you said to me, well, you know, you better get in your greenhouse and grow some tomatoes and and lettuce or whatever, you know, I wouldn't know how to grow. I'm going to learn, but but it's not. But some people have got this natural gift and they grow things and they're just like gleaming with energy. You know, beautiful plants. You know, some people can paint. I mean, painting is healing. Um, you know, if you paint something, you know, you're putting that beautiful energy into it. And of course, if it's on someone's wall, they're going to feel that energy. Same with sculpturing, same with, you know, cooking. I mean, I love cooking, but I'm not a chef. You know, I need kind of, don't tell anyone, but I need a recipe. And, you know, so <laughs> I'm not like Chef Chef Ramsay or just walk in the kitchen and muster something up. And But I love it, you know, and I think the food tastes great because you're putting so much love in it, you know, and, and I, I, I treat it like a ceremony. And part of the thing is the cooking of it and just enjoying and. And then watching people eat it, wow, this is delicious. You know, I love doing that. You know, I really do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think what holds us back from our passion is uh, what we think are society's um, judgment. You know, that we shouldn't oh, be yeah. doing that because that is not uh, an acceptable way to make a living, to live your life, so forth and so on. But um, I like that you said that we all have something, and and I want everybody to really think about that. What is your something? What is it? Um, they're, they're the shoulds, the have-tos, the musts, the why didn't I's. I mean, these are things that <laughs> hold us back, right? I mean, oh yeah, all, yeah, all well, these things that we tell ourselves. Oh yeah, we're trying, I mean, you know, we've been programmed to put ourselves down all the time, and. If you, if you know, if you look at even religion, different things in religion, you know, it teaches that you have to go through a pastor to speak to God. Well, you don't. You know, you are a God being. You know, you are a son or daughter of God, and therefore you can speak to the God beings or you know your Stasi family, whoever you want to speak to directly. You know, just meditate. But but it takes time. You know, people don't give enough time, I think, to meditation. I'm going to share a quick story, if I may, because it's it's sure. relevant to this. Okay. And. 20 years ago, I shouldn't have said 20 years ago. Yeah, sometime in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went for a reading, and um, this lady was, you know, she's quite, she's probably not here now, bless her. And so, very small house in England, so I walked in and sat down, and she goes, right, you know, let's do the uh, reading. And she's writing stuff down, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you know, thank you. And I sat there for a bit, and then I said, well, um, she said, well, um, you're going to get remarried. 
they say you're going <laughs> to live in America and live off donations and work for God. Now, this is when I was in the corporate world. And what? <laughs> I said, can, can you repeat that? And he goes, oh, yeah, you, da, 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 you know. So, oh, wow, you know, okay. And, of course, 20 years ago, of course, there's no time with these readings. And I uh, walked away thinking, oh, well, you know, don't know how that's going to happen. But that's okay. I'm open to it. That's brilliant. And, of course, did get remarried, do live off donations, do live in America, and who do I work for? Well, the CEO of this enterprise is God. You know, I'm just a humble servant. So everything she said was absolutely spot on. But that was 20 years ago. And it's just incredible to look back. Yes, it really is. I mean, I, I, we really don't know what our future holds for us. I, I had no idea that I would ever be doing anything like I'm doing with um, narcissistic abuse coaching and doing this radio show. And I mean, if you would have asked me this, you know, 30 years ago, I said, I would have said, you're crazy. That's not me. Yeah, so, well. <laughs> we, right. We evolve. We evolve into these things and um, we evolve naturally. Um, I know that you talk about um, something called a crystal grid that um, exactly what is that? Around the planet. Yeah. What there is around the planet. There's a crystalline structure around the planet, and uh, it was used, you know, it was kind of connected to the pyramids when they were working, but they don't now. But it's like a crystalline structure, and what happens is the you can, you can actually use it for telepathy, but also emotion bleeds into it as well. And that's why sometimes it gets so, I don't ever felt like, you know, some days like a complete despair. You think, well, it's not mine, but where is this coming from? And it's the collective because the collective energy builds up in this crystalline grid. And uh, one of the jobs of the Mechizedek beings with the Actorians is clearing it out. And it's cleared out once a week, but it's probably not enough. But again, you know, it was decided uh, that, you know, people need to experience it, but not over-experience it. You know, if you over-experience it, people could commit suicide, of course. So it's important to clear that crystalline grid enough so that you don't feel absolute despair where you're done. But... Um, but enough so you can, you know, at the right time so you can feel into it and feel that collective energy without overdoing it. You know, there's this, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So how, how is that cleared? I mean, do, is that something that we each do? Is that something that you do that healers do or, yeah. No, no, does... I do. I do it with the Octorians because we also police the time space continuum down here. So if you think about it, there's, there's some technology they have, like Tesla lights, different things, which can, you know, if you, if you think about the third dimensional world, we're in this 3D vibration, you know, it's, it's a, so think of it like a football around this universe, you know, we're in a third dimensional vibration. Now, what happens if, you know, people are puncturing holes in the football, you know, and too many, you'll find the air within the football will change. And it's the same with the time-space continuum. You don't want to um, puncture too many portals to other um, other dimensions because otherwise the frequency and the time-space continuum down here will change and we won't be able to live in it. So, so we close the portals, you know, uh, on a frequent basis and make sure that you know the equilibrium is is set down here so people can can live in this time-space. Who are the Octorians, or what are they? Uh, they're light beings working with us. Um, I was born, I don't even remember, as a Mechilzdek being. Um, there's actually five of us here. The Octorians work very closely. We do have the watches. If you look at the keys of Enoch, you know, we talk about Enoch. Uh, you talked about the watches, and the watches are beings that carry you. So, you know, if something happens, their ships just appear in the sky. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy sometimes when they appear, because people are oh, what's that, you know, and... Uh, and, you know, they, they work very closely with us to uh, monitor the time and space, to clear the crystal grid. And also, um, you know, if there's any wars like nuclear type stuff, they disarm them uh, because there's, there's a no-go to have a nuclear war on this planet. And that's why, you know, there's been threats. There's, it's almost happened, but they always disarm them right at the last second. So they're doing a lot, you know. Um, but they're also uh, building a pyramid structure, you know, my main reason to come down here was to actually get uh, three Actorian pyramids down here. Um, 
they're ones, and they're huge, you know, they're 333 feet tall, 666.66 feet tall, 999.99 feet tall, which is almost 1,000 feet tall. Um, they're very different, they're Stargates, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, my job is to buy the land, about 100,000 acres, so we can site them and create an infrastructure so people can come and see them. So, you know, that's underway. Do I have the money? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> so we have some top banking people in the White Hat who are putting this together. So, so you know, there's, there's a lot of people involved with this, you know. But the reason for the pyramids is the biggest one. It'll be on the golden curve, but the biggest one will be sighted on a ley line, which means that with the power of these things, they're different than the Giza ones. They were built by the Palladians, but uh, they're very, very powerful. So they will, they will blow out all the satanic symbology uh, along the ley lines and they'll help raise the vibration of the planet so um so that you know that's a good good project but very big project and it'll also if you think about it if these things just land people are going to start believing in god again like wow this is god stuff you know uh and you know that'll be a good thing i think as well <clears throat> what does god mean to you because i know you're not really uh, no, no. I mean, I, I believe in God as prime creator of all that is. I, I always define God as God, goddess, prime creator of all that is, you know. So, um, you know, to me, God's everywhere, you know, in everything, you know, in me and you, you know, in plants, animals, trees, you know, the planet, you know, I believe God's everywhere, you know. Right. And it's not like just one man with a long beard sitting up there, <laughs> you know, yeah, passing judgment and telling wrong. us how- <laughs> absolutely right. and you know and it goes further i mean you know if you think about god i mean you know, if we're a god being you know and we do i always look at karma because we say, oh it's karma you know or, oh i had a contract with god when i came here well you know to me you're going outside yourself not showing up for you the things you've done wrong and to me karma is when you've done something wrong you feel it and so it starts to create your demise because you're manifesting your demise well oh god you know what happens if you know so, you know, again, forgiveness is, you know, if you look at all the prayers we wrote, the Bekilzdet prayers, they're all about, you know, um, forgiveness. And, uh, you know, even removing an entity, you know, and then send it back to God with unconditional love and forgiveness, you know, because, you know, they attach to you. I think forgiveness is one of the keys in this, you know, in this world, especially, like you were saying, with the narcissism, passive-aggressive, all this sort of stuff. I mean, my father's everything, you know, passive-aggressive, narcissistic, um, I used to call him a crabby old guy, you know. But <laughs> bless yeah, well, that'll He's do eight, it. That'll um, describe it. <laughs> yeah, crabby old guy. <laughs> but but bless his heart, you know. But I, I did set a boundary, and I think, you know, we talk about boundaries. I don't like it. But, you know, I set a boundary two years ago with my father because he's kept berating me and putting me down. And, you know, all all my life he's done that. You know, he's abusive when we were young. He used to throw us across the room, different things. So I wrote a letter to him on uh, on WhatsApp, you know, uh, because he berated me, and it was actually a year last um, uh, last Easter. And I wrote him a letter. I said, "Wow, you know, I'm observing our conversation. It was both passive aggressive, it was narcissistic, and I said you're abusive, and I said you've abused my my brother, my whatever, and, and I said it's disgusting, and it stops here. So I'm not going to speak to you for a while. Uh, I'm done." And uh, anyway, he went really south, got really depressed, and you know, anyway, my brother got him out of it. But but ever since then, it's changed, you know, because I think sometimes you have to set a boundary, regardless of what it's going to affect the person, because it's not your deal; it's theirs. It's their hurt and their un- unresolved trauma within them. But you know, if you if you allow people to you know bring that to you, that's not okay. So, and he's been a lot better ever since. So. Is he perfect now? Am I perfect now? <laughs> you know, but he's been a lot better. Wow. Well, the, you know, the thing is, when you set a boundary with somebody like that, um, what, you know, if they must have something to lose in order to be able to, to um, respect that boundary. So in other words, you know, I always tell people when you set a boundary, um, always a consequence for it. And you stated your consequence that, you know, you're not going to hear from me. And because you matter to your father, he wants to have you in his life. He's going to stick with the boundary because he's afraid to cross it. And um, I don't know if he got better or if he just 
stepped into line because you dictated the rules. Finally, I, I remember saying to my mother when I finally had enough, you know, listen, for 42 years, you've done things your way. You've dictated how this relationship is going to be. Now it's my way. <laughs> and uh, she did not like that. But guess what? She had to step in line because she had a lot to lose. So I get oh, yeah. it. I get well, I think, it. You know, uh, I, I think that they do step in line. Does he like it? Probably not. But but he knows that, you know, and I've had a few instances where, you know, he's got kind of on the bandwagon a little bit about something because he doesn't agree anything. You know, he thinks everything's amazing and, you know, um, even the global warming thing, you know, I'm just going to share that with you if I can. <laughs> One day he said to me, and this was after that incident, he said, uh, well, you know, we've got a bigger problem. I said, what's that, Dad? He goes, global warming. I said, oh, what's causing that? He goes, well, cows passing wind. <laughs> um, okay. So you're telling me that cows passing wind is created global? Yeah. I said, well, we resolved it in America. He goes, how do you do that? I said, well, we just give them tum-tums. Settles the stomach. There's no farting. <laughs> So global warming's over, and he goes, oh, my God, we'll have to do that in the U.K., you know. So. <laughs> and, you know I always think about Project Mockingbird. Mocking is like, you know, mocking you. That They tell you something so stupid, and it came from the, you know, he said it came from the BBC. Oh, God, blimey, okay. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah, they're saying that here, too, you know, in the States. They're, they're saying the same thing. Um yeah, I mean, one of the solutions is to be more plant-based, and I know that that's a big movement. I've been plant-based for a long time. Okay, so, um, all right, so we need to stay vigilant um, in questioning ourselves and to release these adverse energies that are around us. And to do that, we have to keep our frequency high, or we should keep our frequency high. I don't like that word should, but um, it's important that we keep our frequency high. Let's put it like that. So how do we do that? Well, I think, I think the first thing is you have to change your lifestyle. I mean, because a lot of people are locked in this matrix, you know, um, go to work, come home, you know, go out with people. Well, I don't really want to go out with them, but I'll go out with them. So you're giving your power away. I think we, you know, then... A lot of people aren't, I'm not judging, you know, I'm just observing that a lot of people don't spend enough time on things that give them absolute pleasure. Like, for example, meditation. Meditation's good, it's relaxing. And, oh, well, I can only do five minutes a day because I don't have the time. Well, you have to make the time. You know, if you really want to connect, A, with your star, C, family, but B, with the God realm, you really have to give it some time. Like, I mean, you know, when I was bankrupt and kind of living here and there, you know, I used to meditate for probably four to six hours a day, learning these skills that you know, I knew I had a natural gift, but how would you switch a gift on when you don't know where the on switch is? And so you have to meditate. And I didn't want to look at other people's modalities because this is, I wanted to learn the modality, you know, the, the way of working that the that beings have from scratch. And so, you know, and it, it took a while, you know. I mean, cause and effect of many different things, like, you know, look at cancer. I mean, and you write about keeping your vibration up. And I think you have to really uh, feel into emotions. When they come up, feel into them. It's okay to burst into tears. Some people get bouts of diarrhea, like a purge. I, I work that way. You know, sometimes when I get emotional, I run to the, the toilet and it's like, blah, you know. Uh, and you can feel like, wow, that's a great purge. Some people throw up. Uh, it depends on the person, but... I think, you know, you really have to feel into the emotions. Don't stuff them down. Just sit there 30 minutes. Okay, where's this coming from? Um, when I first got together with Mandy, I had a lot of that, you know, and because uh, I've got huge abandonment issues, you know, with my father. My mother was always sick, so she wasn't around. Um, you know, uh, first wife, you know, didn't work that well. It was okay. She's a great person, but just not, you know, connected to me. So I never felt love. And so as soon as I get to, together with Mandy, I'm kind of thinking, what's this love thing going on? I don't get it. You know, why does she love me so much? And you start to question yourself, and, and it's okay. And it took me a while, you know, and I used to get reactive sometimes and, you know, just jump in the car, drive down to the ministry building, and then I'd sit there and, where's this coming from? Oh, yeah, there it is. And then I resolved it 30 minutes later, went back home. I've stopped doing that now, but it took a while. You know, it took probably a couple of years to, you know, resolve the uh, unresolved trauma that I had from 
you know, uh, abandonment. Abandonment's a big thing for a lot of people. But I think, you know, leading your life and leading a great life, it's okay to have some fun. I mean, you know, we work hard, you work hard. It's a lot, you know, when you, you know, when you're talking to people and they're really sick and, um, you know, you end the day that, wow, I feel whacked. You know, I don't know if you feel like that, Randy or not, but, you know, with the work you do, but it's exhausting. So I think you've got to find some fun things like, you know, like I said before, you know, get back in, you know, take, take a step back from this world. We don't even like going out anymore. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in restaurants. I used to love to go fine dining restaurants. I don't do that anymore. We just cook at home. Um, we have people around, people who love us and know us. We make a little fire in a fire pit and sit around the fire and have a beer and put some music on and, you know, all these things that, you know, you really enjoy. Um, and I think you've got to find things. We also have a 42-acre site. We're building a house there, you know. Uh, that's why we're living in the ministry building at the moment. And, nice. you know, again, if you get amongst the trees, nature has a, a way of actually absorbing this angsty energy. So if you, when we go down there, if you feel a little bit, ooh, you know, anxiety, you just sit there and within 10 minutes, you just, wow, I feel, turns you, you know, into complete peace. So I think you've got to do the things that really enjoy. You know, if you love growing your own food where I don't have the time, well, make the time. It doesn't take that long, you know. Get yourself a little greenhouse. You know, grow your own food. At least the stuff's alive when you pick it. Because, you know, the things you buy in the store, they've probably been in someone's warehouse for like, I don't know, two, three months. And by the time it's on the shelves, it's kind of half dead, you know. So the the vibration, the energy's gone in it, you know. So I think all these things, you know, you can find joy in anything. Mm, that's so true. Yeah, nature is is pretty much a cure-all for all everyone. It it makes everybody spirits lift. And um, oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's one thing that you know, if if anybody listening, if you're just really in a funk, if you can just get outside and just be among the the nature, you know, you're going to feel a whole lot better. Um, you have uh, a special prayer that people can use to keep themselves clear of adverse energy um, in the collective consciousness. So what is that prayer? Can you share that right, with it's us? Called, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the most powerful prayer we have. It's called the 27 Esoteric Merkabah. So it's M-E-R and then K-A and then B-A. The 27 Esoteric Merkabah field prayer. And that's really good because what it does is, you know, when you're healing people, uh, if your vibration's precarious, I mean, you know, a lot of people come for healing because they don't feel great. They feel, you know, uh, at the end of their tether, depressed, you know, got cancer, whatever it is. But it's all primary cause emotion, you know, in my opinion, like cancer, primary cause emotion, secondary cause pathogens mutating the cells. So, but when you, when you heal people, very often they've got an attachment. Now, why do these attachments attach to you? You know, the interdimensional beings, fourth dimension, uh, either draconians and anarchy or, or luciferian and what they do is they attach to you and they feed off your negative energy and uh, they also send you negative thoughts as well so um in the first healing session when you remove them and you know i put them in a portal and work on them uh, when the portals closed maybe two or three hours later these things can reattach so it's really important in my opinion to say this prayer or as we call it, map of intent, to put a 2070-state Merkabah field around you so that these things can't get through that high vibrational field, which means that you won't get another attachment, and so you're going to heal a lot faster. And, you know, the 2070-state Merkabah field, bro, uh, can, I, can I share it? Is that okay? Yes, that's what I, I would love for you to do that. So the 2070-state Merkabah field goes like this. Um, we always ground ourselves. It goes, I am of God. I ground myself to the earth. And it says, Dear God, I command you create 27 esoteric Merkabah fields around me to protect me from any negative entities, fractals thereof, manipulations, and transmissional frequencies that are not my highest good through all space-time continuum in every dimension. And so we thank you, God, send you our unconditional love, and so be it. And that will really help if you say that three times a day, in the morning, mid-afternoon, in the evening. That will keep these things out whilst you're getting your vibration up. Because, of course, 
you know, if you're trying to get your vibration up and you get another attachment, it's just going to drop the vibration again. So, you, you know, you're in a cycle of getting nowhere. So to me, with healing comes, you know, you have to get involved yourself by saying maps of intent. Mm. Is that prayer on your website? Yeah, absolutely. They're all on the website, you know. Global Enlightenment Project.com, right? That's, That's it, it yeah. And if you yeah. go to the uh-huh. prayer bit, they're all there. Absolutely. Well, that's that's very good to know. Why why are these things here? You know, are they here to just be vampirish? These things that suck off our energy are they just vampires? Well, yeah, they're, they're negative beings that want to control. <clears throat> and it's it's interesting if I I can make if I can make a couple of points. First point is why they're here. Well. This place is a classroom. They're fallen beings. They're fallen angels. You know, so again, they're manipulative. Um, they actually control the deep state. You know, especially Anunnaki beings. So, but if you think about it, you know, people often say to me, "Well, isn't that a violation?" And the answer is no, because when before you come down here, of course, they educate you about what's here. Like, <clears throat> there's these beings, you've got to learn by maps of intent, you know, prayers to actually remove them and do things with them. They do abide by universal law, which means that, you know, if you command them to leave, they'll leave. But if you command them to leave, you've got to put them somewhere. You can't just, you know, it's like in church, in the name of the Lord, I command you leave. So what you've done is, you know, this being will leave, but you've just pissed it off. It's got all angry. And it's looking for somebody else in that church to attach to. So it'll just go and attach somebody else. You've got to deliver it somewhere. And that's why I use portal systems. I send it back to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. It's gone. But, so, but if you're told about it before you come to this planet, to me it's an education because you've got to learn how to navigate it. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's there's other things that are violations, like you know, people get abducted and you know their body parts are stolen by you know greys and whatever. That's a violation. So that was dealt with with the Actorians. So, but you know, there's a very close call, I think, between violation and education. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's a great. I mean, you think about oh, it's a classroom. Oh, great, you know. But it's it's a crazy classroom. I mean, it's nuts. I often tell people it's nuts, but I love it down here. But the place is nuts, you know. Right, exactly. And I know that um, you know this has been a gift that's been with you. This this ability to be able to see all these entities has been with you since childhood, has it not? Yeah, I remember. I always remember when I was four. You know, I always go back to that. I was in my bedroom. There's a big old. Now I realise it's a reptilian and arc, but oh, there's a lizard thing in the corner, you know, and it was. I mean, these things are, are tall. They're about 10 feet tall, some, between 8 and 12 feet tall, depending on how old they are. And it was sitting there, and I knew it was dark because I had this feeling in my chest, even the age of four, like, wow, you know, this dark, you know that dark feeling. If you ever go close to somebody, they've got attachments, or maybe they're a reptilian hybrid, you don't know, you just get this dark, like, chest feeling, you know, mm-hmm. with some people. Have you ever experienced right. that? Oh my gosh! So yes. it's I, well, probably quite often. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. but you know, anyway, at the age of four, I saw this thing, and I, and you know, dad, dad, there's a there's a reptilian, whatever I call it, a lizard thing in the corner. You know, he comes running, and what is it, darling? You know, oh, uh, it's there, and he couldn't see it. So, and he said, well, it's just a bad dream. And no, 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 this is not a dream. The thing's standing there in front of me. So, anyway, he went, and I just got. Even at the age of four, I, said, I come. I didn't say I come out. I said, "Leave my bedroom now!" You know, pff, it went. Like, whoa, that worked. You know, and so I learned to navigate them even then. But I kept seeing like craft in the sky, and you know, telling my father, "Oh, you just got an amazing imagination." And I thought, if I'm not careful, I even realised at that age that they're going to try and get me into a psychiatrist to give me some pills to knock you out. So I, I stopped telling people, and I just saw them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I remember, you know, when I first came here, someone, you know, they were blown away by the gifts and they kind of said, wow, this could be a curse or a gift. It depends. And I said, it depends which way you look at it. I, I treat it as a gift, but you know, a lot of gifted people, you know, they're diagnosed as schizophrenic or narcissistic, uh, sorry, 
ADD, ADHD, PTSD, mm-hmm. all these things, because, you know, they're seeing beings, and they, but they don't know what to do with them, you know. And, of course, the angelic ones don't come in. The, the, the negative ones come in first and try and mess with you. And, you know, I deal a lot with schizophrenic mm-hmm. people to teach them, look, talk to the angelic, send the negative ones away, but they, they get attached to them. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. They get abused by them, effectively, and they get used to them. They, they befriend them, it's very, and then it's very difficult to get them to actually leave, you know. So it's, it's, it's interesting, very mm-hmm. interesting. But the other thing I was going to say, if I may, about these reptilians very quickly is that, you know, if I can give the case of this Ted Bundy, you remember him, he killed those women. Yes, and, yes. And I got, very, I got interested in why he did that. So I watched the documentary, and the answer was at the end. So, you know, he'd said that there's a big dark thing in my life and couldn't get rid of it. And So on death row, the, um, the reporter went down and sat in front of him, and he said, it was really interesting. When I talked about how would somebody do what he did, he would talk, oh, well, you know, you do this and that, you know. And he said, when I asked him, how did you do it, his eyes went completely black and got really aggressive. And the answer, you know, is there, that, you know, he was overtaken by a complete negative being. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. So a lot of people are driven to these things by these negative beings, especially draconians who are very dark. So, you know, and the answer is, well, did he do it or not? Well, you know, the being had an influence on it, so I don't know where you put that. You know, it's it's a difficult thing to decide, you know. It's it's interesting. Right, exactly. Mm, that is really interesting. <clears throat> so you do healings. What is what does a healing look like if somebody when somebody comes to you? Well what we do is we um Basically, I put them in a portal. Uh, you know, first of all, remote view into the body. Have a look what's going on. If I've got tumors, if I've got... Uh, a lot of people have got digestive issues at the moment. Why is that? Well, it's all the emotion. It bleeds into the lower intestine, paralyzes it a little bit. So when you eat food, it goes further down. It backs up. You feel blur. Um, so I look at the intestines, the liver, the kidneys. You know, a lot of people's liver are paralyzed, because, again, because of righteous anger. So it might be working at, say, 40% of what it should. So you're going to get a bit of brain fog, you know, where it's not processed or toxins. So, so I look at all these things, list them all down, and then we get busy. And sometimes, you know, it can take a few sessions to actually uh, get you to a much better place. And I also look at how many emotional releases people can, you know, cope with. I normally start at 81, which is a lot. And, uh, you know, once they've got used to that and they've not got too much, um, you know, kind of... Um, emotion coming out afterwards then we can double it you know so and yeah we look at brain tumors you know we have a a a protocol for things like i've got a 20-week program for uh brilliant lime hivas agent orange morgellons and the current needly thing to get it out of the body and it's 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 basically using cashew record timeline splitting it splits the timeline in two and separates the stuff out of the body it's quite a profound exercise, and you know we've worked on probably just under 500 people over the last two years, and uh, it's got rid of you know Morgellons, Lyme, AIDS, everything. So it's uh, yeah, there's many is different a, you know, there's many different mm-hmm. modalities. Is it, is, is it 100% for you, or is there the factor the person that is getting it, the healing. It, it, there's a factor in it. I, I would say we're on about 97, 98%. There's always a person who, it, it requires you to surrender and stay on that timeline. Now with Morgellons disease, it's very difficult because the particles really affect your mind. They get people paranoid and everything else. But I would say nine, 97, 98% of people have been healed. There's always the odd one that doesn't. And of course, you know, you're always going to get that, you know. That's amazing! Wow, what a what a but gift that, that you have. Well, with that with that level of success, I mean, it's even people, people with cancer always recommend get on the protocol because pathogens take a long time to kill off. If you, we've got a thing called space time continuum energy, and what it does is it breaks the molecular structure of pathogens, stealth pathogens, uh, and uh, nanotech uh, to benign for the body, but it takes way too long. It take you know normally takes uh, one month for every year you've had it. So if you had it like forty years, it's, it's going to take three or four years. It's too way too long. So the twenty week program, plus the fact that 
the twenty week program, when when the timelines are separated enough, a hundred percent, doesn't mean sell the stuff's out of your body. We then invoke a DNA change. So the because that beings go in to the cell where life first began, they repair all the chromosomes, connect all the helixes together and reset the DNA of that um, cell back to the blueprint in the Akashic Records. And then they do it around it. So it, that takes about 10 weeks because we've got billions of cells. So it's, uh, yeah, once, once you've got your DNA back, it means your DNA, RNA, and therefore immune system is going to be strong again. But, um, but I always you know, recommend, I mean, if you don't have those, it's important to, like you say, get your vibration high, get rid of a load of emotion because the main parts of the immune system are the thymus and spleen. And, of course, you know, you want them to function really well, so you've got antibodies and T-cells. Um, and, of course, it's affected by stress. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'd encourage everyone. I mean, if you, know, if you guys want to try the healing, like I say, you know, we do it three times a week, like you said at the start, Monday at 9 a.m. Central Time, Thursday 5 p.m. Central Time, and we are doing this Thursday and then um, uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. And, you know, hmm. the, this will be, be back to normal uh, actually next week. So we're just doing Thursday this week just to help people along. So, But, you know, it's by donation. If you don't have any money, I always encourage people, just come on. You know, don't ever shame yourself. Because, look, I've been there without money. I've got the T-shirt on that one. So it's amazing. Hmm. That's so exciting. Um that's that just really is. Do you uh, do people have to actually be with you, or that it can be virtual? It can be long distance. No, it's it's all virtual. To be honest, Randy, for for my safety and theirs, I always do virtual uh, because so much you know things going on in the world. You never know what people's uh, what people are going to try and do. So yeah, I always keep it uh, virtual. Okay. Well, wow, that's great. So you can do it to anybody with anybody. Anywhere in the world, is it um, is it recommended? Like, do people get get healings? Actually, see results from the free ones that you do three times a week? Yeah, I had a lady. Uh, it's, this is funny, actually. We had a lady, in, you know, out of the blue. Um, she came on one day and she said, "I've been working this for six, seven months." She said, "I had arthritis at the age of thirteen. It got so bad. Now I'm thirty-three, and she said it's." gone she she was actually blown away i wish i had a testimony of her because she was just on it she's thank you so much and you know and i thought wow and you know other people yeah absolutely you know we work on eyes we we cover most things in the body you know uh, we work on the liver the the kidneys we work on the parathyroid if you've got osteoporosis osteopenina uh, we build up the bone density as well and i've had people go back to dexter scans wow your bone density i remember a lady she had severe osteoporosis really bad in her hips and osteoporosis all over her body and it took about six or seven months to and the bone density she went for a DEXA scan they said well wow she said they said you, you, your body's gone back to normal but the hips have gone down to mild osteopenina like a slight mm-hmm. little bit of bone density and she was like blown away she goes well <laughs> so, yeah it, it always works it just takes time sometimes you know right sounds really amazing Oh, it's um, so yeah. I'm I'm really glad that we're talking, and this is a what a great resource for people, and um, what a wonderful thing you're doing. So let's just say your website again is globalenlightenmentproject.com. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? Now that yeah, we're down to two minutes, to, mm-hmm. just remind everyone, please, please, you know, work on yourself. You know, don't expect the red pill. Because we live in a very, very tumultuous world, you know, it takes time. I and mean, don't shame yourself either, you know. Always focus on this is my time of healing, so let's let's do the healing, and then you know, over a period of time, you'll feel better and better. You know, I encourage everyone to take their power back, set some boundaries. You know, um, it's important to have people who love you within your space. And you know, the other thing I think as well is this blood thicker than water thing doesn't work. I think it's your starseed family, your soul family. Uh, are going to be the people you really want to hang out with. So, you know, so how do, we, how, how do we connect with them? I just think it happens through different things like what you're doing, what I do, you know, little by little, because, you know, all starseeds are, are put all over the planet. You know, I mean, we've got people in Australia who come on the heart showing circle. If you want to just come on and express something, 
That's on. Um, that starts at Friday at 3 p.m. Central Time. It normally goes on for six or seven hours, and uh, you know we just leave people to it and in, enjoy each other's company because it's very difficult, wow. you know, because everyone's all over the place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I'm so glad that you came back on. <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation. You're always so interesting. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> bless your heart. Well, I've just got. I've I've got a you know I've done a lot of different things with this you know um, with, with this healing and it's not just about healing it's about it's about encouragement and encouraging people to stay here and find, you know take their power back and have some fun you know life's too short it's it's like a blip a blink of the eye while while we're here so let's enjoy it you know yes what a great way to leave us thank you so much for being with us today I I really appreciate it good talking oh uh, thanks Randy for having me bless your heart. And happy to have a very happy new year. And to you, bless your heart. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bless you. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.